Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is your favorite spot, your favorite podcast, the place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And today we have Suzanne J. Lawson. We are going to talk about something that has been on the lips of many women. Yes, uterus health, gynecological problems, pain, agony, discomfort. She's a yoga teacher but she's had a lot of experience with this and really giving women options and choices. Now, if you are under a doctor's care, we want you to continue with the same medical treatment that you're receiving, but this is additional information to add to your arsenal, something that you might want to explore, try, or share with a friend. Now, Suzanne is, um, you know, she's supporting hormone health. That's a lot. Okay. Because As women, we go through a change of hormone health physically at least three to four times in our life. When we're first born, when we go into our puberty, when we go into motherhood, and then when we go to the change of life, okay? And it can be very uncomfortable and unnerving. We're going to talk a little bit about additional weight, exercise, mindset, all of these things contribute to our hormone health. So let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Suzanne? I'm very good. Thank you, April. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. Tell my brains a little bit about you and how you got involved in this area of of work. Yeah, sure. So my name is Suzanne and I live in the northeast of the UK. And I kind of really got into this because of my own personal experiences medically not really being helped much um started off life quite young with pains I was just told it was growing pains I would grow out of it and then in my um, teenage years really terrible excruciating painful period pains and I kind of just didn't think I thought I was a bit of a wimp I didn't really think that I thought that everyone else was going through the same pain and I just wasn't, you know, coping. Um, and then my 20s, 30s, really struggled with um, infertility. And by the time I was in sort of my mid-30s, I was kind of basically told that there's nothing that the medical profession can do. I was diagnosed with endometriosis and just take painkillers and that was it. I was left. So I started on this quest of holistic health. I started off um, looking into reflexology. A friend recommended that. I loved it. It was amazing. I became a reflexologist. I then kind of moved around with other things and got really into Reiki. That was another different side to um, my mental health. And I became a Reiki master. And throughout that time, I then sort of dabbled into yoga and then became really into yoga every day and going to a lot of classes. And then I studied and became a yoga teacher. 
So that's kind well, of my journey. <laughs> dial back. You touched on so many things. Brains, take notes. Okay. Number one, that endometriosis, because there's no clear cut, as I know, clear cut diagnosis to yeah. unless they go in and then they go in and then they see what's going on. And yeah. I have friends where their ovaries and uterus and all that has started to web together. Massive amount of pain. Black women at an all-time rate have fibroid tumors. Yep. So they're, you know, they're looking into that as well. You go in for fibroids, you find that you have something else. Um, there's a lot of problems with infertility. Infertility. <laughs> women can't get pregnant here in the United States. They just had it on the news last night, how infant mortality and mothers dying during childbirth is at an all-time high. I don't understand that in 2023. Then you talked about something else. You talked about alternatives. Uh, reflexology. Yeah. Brains, your hands and your feet control every part of your body. There's a nerve, an organ that is connected to each one of them. Uh, I remember the first time that I had reflexology, I was at an event, and then the, the facilitator said, you know what, come by my studio. I went by his studio, I'm sitting next to this woman, the whole time, it's the great Louise Hay. Amazing. We're wow. her feet on at the same time. It, I mean, oh, cool. it really changed my life. Yeah. So I, you know, I do that. My husband is a sucker for a foot rub. You can get anything from him. <laughs> but then you say Reiki. What brains? I want you to understand that Reiki is also energy movement in a different type of way. It's the best massage you can get with your clothes on. <laughs> but I see, it's um, I, I describe it to people as it's a massage for the soul. <laughs> it is. It is. And but you know what? A little bit, um, Suzanne, that I want to to, to ask you about is you've got to be careful with that because you're opening up your soul, literally. And there's energy thieves in the world. Everybody doesn't have the best intention. How do you block yourself from being convoluted with your client, the energy, and the work that you need to do? So do a lot of self-healing, um, using crystals. Um, mm -hmm. And when you're preparing for a Reiki treatment before a client comes, you do a lot of affirmations. Um, I've got my own kind of prayer that I do at the beginning, sort of clearing that energy, asking for um, all of the spirits and guides around me to come and protect me um, and do the lot, just a lot of that self-healing and preparation mentally and physically um, just to cleanse the body and cleanse the area as well. Right. I so burned some Palo Santo and some sage. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because you want that area as clear as possible, possible. For, the best, yeah. for the best energy to come through and to be transmitted. Yeah. Also, um, mindset. You know, the breath is the very first gift that our creator gave us. Yes. It is the last thing that you will leave on this earth is your last breath. Yeah. So everything in between should be nurtured, should be gifted, should be honored, should be worshipped. And that is basically what yoga is. Yoga is preparing the body for meditation, which Absolutely. is a quieting of the monkey mind. Do I have this right? You do. Yeah, 100%. 
And yeah. I, I, I wish everyone knew this because every time I say the word yoga, everyone thinks, well, they always say I'm not bendy enough. It's not about being bendy. It's about and, and connecting you, with your breath. Once you get into the, the motion, don't break a sweat, honey. Because once you get into the motion and your body will do anything you want it you to. Want. <laughs> you know, and I love it when my yoga teacher says to me, she says, now breathe into that area, relax that area. You can literally focus your mind to relate, release the tension in your back and your shoulders. And yep. but it's addicting. It's like chiropractic. Once you fall off, because I fell off, I've got to go out there and do it today. Once you fall off, the body kind of conforms back to the way that it was. But after three or four days, I'm telling you, you can get that, that elasticity back. Yeah. So now how does all of this support women with hormone and uh, gynecological problems? So a lot of what I teach through like the breathing and the relaxation techniques is all obviously connected with the hormones. So any gynecological um, sort of problem that anyone is diagnosed with is hormone related. Mm. And so by kind of looking at how to calm the breath down how to nurture the body so looking inwards rather than concentrating on the outwards we can really start to understand what our body needs so in particular for me every month I would be in a lot of pain and there's just one simple thing that you can do and that's just come and lie down on your back on a yoga mat and just pop your hands on your belly and just breathe through. And it's amazing mm. how effective that can be for the pain. To wow. just have that connection with the ground and just concentrate and focus on your breath. I'm not going to say it happens overnight. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep doing right, it. Right, right. It's, a, it's a tool to go to if you're in a lot of pain. But, you know, sometimes, too, women go through... Um irritable bowel syndrome either they're constipated yeah. or they have runny bowels i know some women that don't even eliminate every day but they yeah. do during their period so it is a cleansing of the body absolutely in yeah. so many different ways and the mind can help control that now there are going to be individuals that are going to need medication you need the over the counter yeah. or sometimes you need something even stronger absolutely but you can definitely try to you know welcome it in yeah you can you still nurture it and I think that the, the the key for me is we are all the same but we are all very different and that's the issue that we have with hormonal health because there's tiny little tweaks in one person that can work for one person and it won't work for somebody else but it's getting to understand what those tweaks are and how to manage it for yourself. Now, diet is also very important. Absolutely, yeah. You know, what you put in, especially when you know. Mothers, teach your daughters about the rhythm method, not for birth control, but to understand how to count their cycle. Yeah, I know some young ladies and their mother. Oh, no, you know, we're, we're not talking about birth control. No, you can tell if your cycle is irregular, if it's too heavy, if it's too often, you know, if you are pregnant, 
yeah. uh, all of these different things. But you have to be educated on how the machine works. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you know, and it's never too young to, to learn these things about. I mean, you teach them about your nose and your eyes and your ears. You should teach them about the female parts of the body. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, when doing some things with regards to yoga, give us some suggestions or some moves or something. You gave us one to, to place the hands on the belly, on the, on the belly yep. because there's a lot of back pain too that happens. Yeah, I know. And that can be quite excruciating. Um, one of my favorites I absolutely love is extended child's pose. that's where you've got your knees open with your big toes together and then rather than having rather than it being um a active pose so normally we would have the hands and the elbows off the mat if you actually just let the elbows relax and then what i would tell my yogis is to breathe through the front body and then bring that breath all the way up over to the top of the head and then exhale down the back body and that encourages us to on the inhale open up the rib cage and then on the exhale open up the back ribs because we tend to forget about those back ribs that need to expand and that can be so relaxing it kind of feels a bit like you're having a back massage because Mm -hmm. if you're controlling your breath in and out you can feel those ribs just opening up so gently and it's lovely so you found a lot of relief yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I mean I've been in hospital quite a few times with my endometriosis and you would probably more more than often find me lying on the bed like that than lying on my back. Wow. The doctors would come to the bed to come and see me and I'd be lying in child's pose. <laughs> wow. Now, a lot of women have, unfortunately, have to have surgery. Yes. And they remove a lot of their body parts. Yeah. Once that happens, uh, the whole body goes through a metamorphosis of change because you start going through the change of life. You start going through the menopause. Your uh, ovaries are not producing anymore. You're not regulated with your period anymore. So now how do we adjust the hormones? Because a lot of times that's done with medication. And yeah. And I mean, I will hold my hands up for me. I mean, I do, I am on different medication. And that's because I need it. Um, For me, I'm on um, an estrogen gel, a progestogen tablet. I'm on a testosterone gel and I'm on an estrogen um, uh, pessary twice a week. Let me ask a question because I'm not familiar with those, but the gel is a topical that you put? And you may have some that are are patches. I tried that patches didn't work for me um the patches you're only supposed to put them on every three days and so what was happening for me on day one I would have a massive high and feel amazing and then by day three I would have a massive dip and feel like the worst I'd ever felt Hmm. so that just didn't work and I mean it's taken two years to find the right balance and 
I tend to not look at it as medication. I tend, because it's called hormone replacement therapy, right. I tend to think of it as it's hormones. And a, and a doctor once described to me that if you were diabetic, you need insulin to survive. And really, that's the way we should look at HRT, that some women really do need it for their physical and their mental health. Well, yeah, I mean, because it will take you through mood swings. Oh, yeah. Your conversation, there will be vaginal drying. There will be a low sex drive. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it'll be ramped up, you know. And then the the hot sweats were just horrendous. Those were, you got red, honey, I would be somewhere and I'd be looking real cute, have my makeup done. And the hot flash doesn't just start. It's got to go through the entire body. Body. Head to toe before it's over. (laughs) And you'll be laying next to your loved one in the bed and you'll kick the covers off or you'll kick them. You don't want anything to touch your skin. You know, it's like, it's like ants. I I, I felt like it was like ants underneath my skin and then throw the covers off. But then be cold was like a weird, horrible feeling. Well, and another thing that I did to reduce mine was I kept a food journal. Yeah. What I would do is when I was having, going through a spell, Mm -hmm. I would see what I've eaten. I'd write it down. Mm -hmm. And then I see how long it would be before my body would react. Caffeine. Yeah. Good tip. Soda. Alcohol. Alcohol. And then the junk, all the junk, junk food, sugar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've recently been testing a high protein diet and I found that really, really effective for me. Mm. It's really worked for me. I've actually lost about eight pounds as well. Wow. And I've struggled to lose any weight in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, the carbohydrates, the bread and all that, that turns directly into sugar. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like I said, you're putting all this in your body and you're not moving it. You've got to move that, that glucose is turning into sugar, is turning into fat. You know, you don't have any flexibility. You don't have any mobility. You know, something happened to me the other day. I was walking up the the street. I was walking up this massive hill and I'd look, I was at the bottom of the hill and I looked at it and I was like, damn, I don't want to climb this hill. (laughs) It was a mindset change. I said, April, do you know how many people can't even get out of the bed? Do you know how many people wish they could walk? Do you know how many people wish they had a beautiful neighborhood to walk in? Girl, you better get up that hill. And when I got <laughs> to the top of the hill, I literally patted myself on the back. You felt I, amazing. I felt amazing. <laughs> it's an accomplishment. So don't look at it as a punishment. Look at it as a reward. And I always say as well, you know, I I do exercise every day. But think of housework as exercise. You know, mm-hmm. if you're cleaning the bathroom or cleaning the windows or doing the gardening or the yard, think of that as that's your exercise for the day. It doesn't need to be something as static as going to a yoga class or going to the gym. I think that's the mindset that we really need to change. And, and appreciation. And also, um, people have compassion for one another. You know, people say, oh, you're not really that sick. Go ahead and get up and this. 
sometimes you don't want to do that. That will cause you to get your eyes scratched out. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You know, so you want to be compassionate to your partner that know that this is a real physical condition. My brother used to tease me. Oh, you're having a hot flash. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, this, that, and the other. And it just really made me resent him because he didn't realize this is a, a horrible experience. And men go through the menopause. They do. They yep. have a reduction in their testosterone yep. production, or if they have prostate issues, they go through a mental challenge as well. Yep. You know? So it's not just about a woman's thing. So let's ask you some fun questions, Suzanne. Sure. <laughs> if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Oh, if I was an appliance in the kitchen, I think I would be a juicer. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. I like it. Like the squeezing. I get it. I always say I like to be the refrigerator because I just want to sit and chill. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is a couple of your guilty pleasures? What are just some whimsical things that you love to do? Oh, well, I do love to binge Netflix. Oh, uh, me too. Gotta be done. So, you know, like, you know, like if someone said, oh, do you fancy watching this four hour film? And you go, no, but then you'll watch like six episodes of a one, like one hour each of a, um, a series. I love binge watching series. Me too. Um, and another guilty pleasure. Mm. I guess having a coffee in bed. Mm, that's good. That's mm -hmm. really good. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Sunflower. Why? I've always just adored sunflowers. I just think they're so, like, they're so delicate, but they've got this, like, they're just so tall and they've got this tiny little stem, but this massive head. And funnily enough, my friend's just been for lunch today and bought me a big bunch of them. Oh, wow. And they give the best sunflower seeds. <laughs> They do. <laughs> they do. They definitely which pollinate. Is, and they're good for you. <laughs> exactly. What would you tell a 25-year-old Suzanne? To listen, um, listen to your gut. Yep. Listen to that, that listen, wisdom, that inner wisdom. That, yeah, that inner wisdom. Yeah, listen to what your gut is telling you and go with it. It's more intelligent than your brain. Absolutely. What would you speak to a woman that is struggling right now that just knows that there's something wrong, but she's afraid? Where would you tell her to, to start to look or to find comfort or to get information? So, well, um, obviously there's my website, wellness2womb.com. Um, but what I would say is it's it's not a quick fix and you have to look at the bigger picture. So looking at home life, nutrition, movement, any stress, whatever factors are going on in your life, kind of look at all of it and think, what could I change to make me feel better in my life? What am I struggling with? Where can I look at certain areas to change? So that it could be nutrition is one of the key areas, I would say, to start. Mm -hmm. and, and again, like I say, charting and documenting. 
writing down, keep your pencil and paper handy, right? Yeah. Every morsel that goes in your mouth brings, I'm yes. a self-disclose. One day I did that when I first started this, I had put 45 things in my mouth in one day, 45. <laughs> You know, and I'm talking about a piece of gum. I'm talking yeah. about a chip. You know, oh, then it was two chips. Then it's now chips and dip. So you got to count the chip and the dip. 45 things. And I said, well, no wonder. You mm -hmm. know, no wonder I'm feeling the way that I did. The next time, it was 28. That's still way too many. Mm -hmm. But then I was able to look at what those things were. Where? Were they valuable? One of the things as well is to 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 try and avoid that snacking because that's just it's it's not healthy for your body, but it's really not healthy for your mind either. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Unless you're binging. How <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you not have some popcorn? But again, it's your choices. Yes. You can have, you can have good choices. Yeah, you can have some blueberries or nuts or whatever. You don't necessarily have to have the chip and the guac and the margarita. And the chocolate. And, and the chocolate yeah. and all those type of things. Those are, again, guilty pleasures. Those are things that you can really, um, to really enjoy. As we close, please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Suzanne. Um, and really, you know, um, some words of encouragement to, to let us know that, this is a change of life and it's not a death trap. It's not a death sentence. No, no. Yeah, sure. Um, so you can get in touch with me. My website's um, wellness2womb.com or you can find me on Facebook, Suzanne Jane Lawson. Um, and yeah, I would just say one of the biggest things that I've learned in the last 25 years is learn to love your body learn to love what it does for you every day because it's an amazing vessel and it needs taken care of you know you would take your car for an mot you would take it for its brakes fixed you would do this you would do that do that for your body really take care of it and give it that nutrition and give it what it needs brains your health is your wealth absolutely and everything else is in vain. I mean, you know, if you can't get up that hill, if you can't eliminate, if you can't bend over and pick up a piece of paper, there might be some things that you want to consider. Thank you so much for being here on the edge with me. I appreciate you so much. And, um, you know, women's health is a struggle. Again, do what your doctor suggests you do, but also you can incorporate some of these things because they're very holistic. They're minimally evasive. All you have to do is put the effort behind it. Thank you so Absolutely. much. I appreciate Thank value. Thank you, April. <laughs> namaste. All right. Namaste. Bye, brains. <laughs>